Behind this door is another dimension. Welcome to Enter the Flow Zone podcast. This is the only podcast that teaches people the secrets of peak performance, positive psychology, and mindset mastery to help unlock your flow state. Here's your host, certified flow coach and international happiness consultant, Sumed Chatterjee. Whoa, hey there. I didn't see you guys there. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Enter the Flow Zone podcast. I'm your host, Sumed Chatterjee. I'm the founder of the Flow Zone Academy. If you're watching me for the first time, I help people get into a very magical and optimal state called the flow state. And I introduce guests on this show who are peak performers, who are experts on the flow state. And we have an incredible guest for you today. His name is Cody McAuliffe. And he is founder of the Flow Formula, and he is an NLP practitioner, and he, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting things that he brings to the table. Hey there, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. Amazing. Thank you so much for being a part of the Enter the Flow Zone podcast, Cody. Um, it's great to speak with you. Awesome. And thank you so much for the for the quick reply and, and getting here. And are you ready to kick this yeah, off? Looking forward to it. Like really appreciate you taking the time out of the day to uh, have me on. So looking forward to sharing with you guys. Awesome, great. So Cody McAuliffe, he, is, he delivers coaching events, you know, experiences, retreats. He's really about, you know, consulting around mindset and unlocking your potential. So if you're watching right now, and you want to be using the flow state, this is your guy. This is your go-to guy. And he believes that, you know, he always says, I believe if you're not in flow, you'll never live up to your potential. And that's a very, very, you know, bold statement. I love it, man. Uh, his mission is passion and purpose is in life is to allow people to unlock their potential. And he's a qualified NLP practitioner. And he's an epigenetics coach who uses a variety of modalities from neuroscience, uses emotional release techniques, he uses energy healing, NLP, genetic profiling, consciousness coaching, and many, many more just to help you guys, help you people to create flow and help you to live the life of your dreams. Welcome, Cody. How are you feeling? Fantastic. Man? After that, like I feel like I should be looking for some special guy when it's just, yeah, it's just what I do. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That is what you do. So how did you first get into this flow journey? Uh, tell the people who are watching a little bit, listening, that how did you become a flow catalyst and how did you enter this journey of peak performance and flow state and and for the general public? Yeah, definitely. So I'd always been interested in personal development and had be, become quite successful in, a, in an arena um, in the fitness industry, actually. And I was coaching through there for for about eight years and I'd basically become one of the most well-known people in that industry. I had, uh, I was presenting all over Australia. I was, had a, created a, a community of 3,800 personal trainers and um, basically just running events everywhere. I was more successful than I'd ever been and yet I was depressed. And there was this time where I was basically just driving down the road and I, I got to this point where I got to this intersection and I thought if I could just drive out into this intersection, I could so easily get taken out by a car and it wouldn't look like a suicide. And that'd be perfect because then like 
my life would be over, but there wouldn't be any problems. Like there'd be no repercussions for anyone. Everyone would just see it as an accident. It'd be all good. And in that moment, my, my journey in personal development instantly just became an obsession. I realized at that point that I needed to get some help. And from that point on, I just became obsessed with mindset. I moved into that space, changed my entire business, moved out of that industry, went into the mindset space. And what, what was happening was my clients were all saying this thing to me. They're like, I just feel like I'm in flow. I just feel like I'm in flow. And I was just like, okay, cool, that's awesome. I'm going to start using that, but I need to actually find out what flow really is first. If I'm going to like go in this direction, I need to find out what it is. So I just became, went from obsession with mindset to obsession with flow, how to get it, how to get it more regularly. How can I create it for other people? How can I create systems around getting flow in every, every day of every part of your life and the different areas of life, all of the different aspects. It was just this complete and utter obsession around actually everything to do with flow it just became something which which became a flow in it in and of it itself it's like well i started flowing into flow it's like yeah. just everything just starts oh, yeah flow section. that's a good one i'm gonna use that <laughs> where one thing just going one person's content on flow then you go into person and then you get this this completely different paradigm on what it is to actually be in the flow and how we can actually create that for, the, for other people. So I guess that's been my journey so far. Mm, yeah, it's amazing, man. And since flow is such a subjective experience with this objective science, it's like really being able to balance out like what is that, the sweet spot of flow, which is kind of funny to say, but it's like figuring that out for every individual and personalized um, you know, personalizing it. So how, how have you found it to work in terms of your, your clients? Do you have a system that you take them through and do you personalize it for each of them? Like how does the, all the stuff that you do come into play here? Like the epigenetics and things mm. like that. So on an individual basis, like uh, every single person is an individual and should be treated as an individual. So this is why when I'm working with people, I put everyone through uh, genetic testing to determine what their predominances are, what the, the nature component is as well as the nurture what's all the conditioning that's going on throughout their entire life in terms of their current representation of their genetics so that then i understand how their brain works differently to other people so that way what i can do is i can create flow which is more specific to them because if we've got different kinds of flow for different people some people can tolerate a high uh, beta brainwave more than other people so that can actually be a flow state for them for other people they can't tolerate it their body shuts down if they're in beta for too long so if we understand on an individual basis exactly what's going on in someone's brain, then we can actually then reverse engineer an environment which then becomes conducive with flow. That way we can start to create this, this entire system of their life being one flow experience into the next. We can create flow in the different areas of their life, in their career, in their relationships, in every aspect. Once we understand what their genetic predominance is towards getting flow and how their brain works differently to other people, then we can start to create that system on top of it. And that's just what I do with people. We go through, number one, we determine what their genetic predispositions are. And then we look at the conditioning or the current representation of their genetics, which is their epigenetic representation, as well as the mental conditioning that they've been through throughout their entire life. So that's very much what I do with people. Mm. That's awesome, man. That's really great.
I really like the different approach that you're taking here in terms of the epigenetics. I want to find out a little bit more about the NLP and how that applies into your coaching. Um, how do you use neurolinguistic programming and what do you find is the most benefit of, of being able to, to practice and, and apply or do you apply it at all um, in your coaching? Uh, I just want to know a little bit more about how you apply neurolinguistic programming. Mm. So NLP is just an awesome framework to uh, coach people basically. It's, it's, a, and it's an amazing framework to facilitate change in people. Um, in, in terms of how I utilize it, there's, there's not as much that I utilize in terms of doing anchoring techniques and things like that, which a lot of NLP coaches will actually utilize. Mine's more around using the coaching framework of NLP to be able to then tap into the other areas. So if we think about other modalities and things that I'll use a lot more, I'll be using more of a, an EST kind of uh, Warner Erhardt kind of modality in terms of having it being much more confronting so that people can actually have the transformation. What I notice is NLP is an amazing framework and just like any framework or any coaching system, there's inherent limitations with it. So we can utilize that to be able to coach people. And at the same time, we start to bring in other modalities to be able to pull from different areas so that we can actually create the best result for the individual because some people are gonna work extremely well for NLP and then uh, there are gonna be inherent limitations in terms of that. So if we think about more of a life coaching capacity uh, and kind of somatic releasing and things of that nature, if that's not experienced and it's just NLP, then we've got this completely missing point of the embodiment of someone actually getting into that flow. There's all of these missing pieces for a, for a lot of coaching modalities that when they're combined together, it creates this holistic result for people when we can actually take into account every individual aspect rather than just going, all right, I just do NLP. I just do this. I just do that. It's, it's the ability to be able to utilize every individual tool to be able to ultimately get the best result possible for every single individual, knowing that they're an individual. So back to the question of how I utilize NLP, the predominant utilization of NLP in my business is all around the coaching of the coaching frameworks that they use in terms of reframing or creating results and using the specific frameworks like um, some timeline therapy but very little of that because what I notice is if we're just messing with people's memories and changing the timeline of it there's not a full experience of it at all times so then some embodiment work can then come in to be able to create an all-encompassing approach it might be a combination of that with some somatic work to be able to then create that ultimate release so they can actually get to the next level. And certain releases are gonna come up for different people based on their genetics. If, if we've got someone who is more of an adrenaline junkie, then they're more likely to have predominances towards having anger issues. So they need to have a, an effective outlet of this anger, so this expression, otherwise it gets pushed down and has a physiological eff effect on them. So if we understand Number one, again, that, that genetic foundation of where they're at and then everything that goes on top of that, then we can just pull and pick and choose all of these different modalities or processes from different modalities to ultimately create a system where it's completely individualized to the person exactly where they're at so we can facilitate the most effective change for them possible so they can ultimately then get into flow.
That's awesome, man. I really love your multidimensional approach, the fact that you have all these tools at your array, and then you're really able to pick and choose the ones that are appropriate for the individual. Like, that's a great uh, approach and a, a great way to look at it. Like, for instance, some people will be more drawn to the logical neuroscience stuff, and more people will be drawn to the spiritual, uh, you know, energy healing side mm. of things. So, yeah, I, I really like the fact that you, you're really being able to look at the, like, this broad spectrum of science and spirituality and you're able to bring what you can to each individual according to their needs according to their preferences and according to what how they get into flow yeah 100 percent. Yeah, and one of the one of the biggest things with that is like flow is really just starting to create a bridge between that logical brain and the spiritual side as well going from the logical brain into the being it's it's creating this crossover effect where it becomes so much more accessible because there's no longer something which is just for the spiritual hippies it's something that we can all then tap into by going through specific processes to be able to then move through that and one of the other things as well that i do with a lot of the people that i work with is we determine what their level of development is so I've created a map where you can instantly start to see, all right, well, if someone's thought process is at this level, then that creates a certain impact in, in terms of beliefs that they have, which is gonna keep them at that level. They're gonna have winning formulas at that level, which will be losing formulas for them to be able to get into flow on a more regular basis. It's just mapping out what their level of conditioning basically is so that we can then move that forward because currently in society, we have a lot of, this is, this is kind of based on societal conditioning comparative to the individual component because we all have impacts of societal conditioning what's happening in in terms of the utilization of social media in this day and age has a certain impact on us in terms of what we believe that we should put on social media or how we should show up in the world and this creates certain societal beliefs that we buy into that if we can then start to unscrew what we believe that they really are then we can actually start to really tap into what our true capacity is what our true potential is and we can start to then utilize flow to be able to express that on a deeper level throughout our entire life, so. Absolutely, I think social conditioning is definitely one of those things that holds people back and you help people to unlock these things and, and help them to get to their full potential. So I'm just wondering, do you utilize the flow cycle at all? Do you get people to talk about that uh, through, your, through your process? In terms of the different phases of flow? Yep, yeah, yeah, definitely. So when we're looking at the four different phases of flow, we're looking at the struggle phase, we're looking at the release phase, we're looking at the flow phase and the recovery phase. So what we look at in that instance is we've got the struggle phase and the flow phase is like the masculine energy that we're actually doing things. The, the struggle phase is like the planning when we need to plan out and then we go into a feminine phase or a being phase of release. Now, a great example of that was like, um, Albert Einstein used to basically just go out on the like the Vienna River or somewhere or the Vienna Lake or something and just like lay in a boat for an hour. And then he'd go back to all these problems where he'd go through this release phase. Then he gets into flow because his, un his subconscious or his unconscious has been working on all of the things in the background when he hasn't consciously been focusing on it. Then what would happen is he'd go through that. Yeah. 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 What would then happen is he goes into recovery phase which then determines your ability to be able to get back into a flow cycle. So what we start to look at is each of those four individual components are essential and they go through different phases of going through masculine, feminine, masculine, feminine. If we try and shortcut any of those phases, then that just creates this underlying stress for us and it limits our ability to be able to get into back-to-back -back flow states, 
which is the true like the true benefit of actually getting into flow it's getting into flow and out of flow and then back into it quickly because anyone can get into flow doing something which is like absolutely amazing or intoxicating for us it's our ability to be able to start to create that in different areas of our life not just when we're doing this one thing and having this single source flow we, we see this with like athletes all the time they have this crossover of like team flow because they're in a team sport their professional life and their personal all gets this this massive flow experience that they have but then when they retire then their single source of flow is cut off and their life just basically falls to pieces what we want to do is we want to create this multi-dimensional approach to flow where we can start to create it in multiple different areas of our life understanding the cycles of flow because when we understand the cycles of flow, we can get into it more regularly. When we then layer that onto the genetic predispositions, then we can understand what recovery is required more based on how you get into flow so that we can recover faster and more regularly by actually fueling your body with what is actually required there. If we've got someone who can, who can tolerate beta much higher, then their recovery is going to be completely different for someone who is focused on high-risk, high-reward adrenaline. It's going to be a, a lot more sleep-focused for the high-risk, high-reward adrenaline person, whereas for the high-beta range person, it's going to be much more about the mineral balance of their body. If there's certain minerals which are out of balance, it creates this impact on how their brain works, so they can't actually get back into flow. So we can start to see how all of these variables start to create this really in-depth experience of what flow is for each individual when we know the foundations and we know the cycles then we can start to create an environment which is conducive with getting into that cycle more regularly and and for some people longer and for some people they're they're, ma they're already maxing out the amount of time that they can actually be in flow because again based on genetics you can get into flow for certain periods of time based on that so once we understand that we can we can optimize flow for every single person so That's awesome, man. I really love the the difference that you made between the more masculine energy and the more feminine energy in terms of the flow cycle. I think that's a really uh, important difference to make, and I I really appreciate the way that you're you're looking at this thing very holistically, and you're able to really see the different angles of the the flow cycle and really break it down just more than just these four phases you're you're looking into each of these like the release and you're you're able to go into them with a lot more depth i think a lot of the work that's being done around flow is missing that depth so i really appreciate that you, that you bring that depth um what would you say to someone who is very um socially conditioned they're stuck in the struggle phase they're like comparing themselves with other people they're telling themselves that this inner story that isn't serving them, they're just completely like, they're just stuck there. What are some ways to get into release for those people? What would you say? It's, it's the simplest solution and yet the hardest thing to do. It's just surrendering and letting go. It's easy to say, it's the hardest thing yeah. to do in, in like, like everything that we do. You can easily just say, oh, you just have to let go. You just have to release. So easy to say, and yet our need and our addiction to control which is part of our ego mechanism, mm -hmm. keeps us pushing it further away. It's just like, all right, I'm going to release now. 
come on, I've released, I should be in flow by now. Come on, I've relaxed, I've let go. But really, it's just another mechanism of holding on to yeah. it. So what we start to look at is, yeah. is just getting to the point of really just going, all right, I actually let go and I embody the letting go. I embody the surrender of just allowing what comes up to come up. Because we can just say, all right, I'm going to release, I'm going to let go. And it doesn't really change anything. It's just paying lip service to it. What we really want to do is we actually want to really release. We don't want a strategy to release. We just actually want to embody that and be that release. Because when we actually be that release, then there's nothing that we're actually holding onto, which is keeping us in the struggle component of it. it it's it's the, the willingness to actually go from that doing and that logical brain into the being part of our brain, our right brain. It's, uh, it's allowing us to do that because we feel comfortable in that left brain and that logical brain component, right? So comfortable for us. It's so easy for us. And that yeah. surrendering of the right brain and that being, that feminine energy, it's just getting to the point of actually understanding that all, all of those two parts, which then creates two cycles of that. So the, the, the masculine energy and the feminine energy are both essential. One's not better than the other one. We have phases in each. And when we flow through each of those phases, then we actually have that benefit of the flow. So it's the willingness to go from in, being in the masculine, the doing, the logical brain, the left brain, to flowing into the right brain, the feminine, the being energy, all of those things, and then going into the next component of it. It's the willingness to let go of being in only one experience and then just experiencing what you're experiencing in that moment. Because we've all had this time where we've like gone on holidays and where we're like, all right, now I've got to relax. But then your brain's just running 10,000 miles an hour and you're just like, oh my God, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to relax. And I'm gonna relax by doing this, 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 and this. And we have this massive list. And then we realize we're still in the struggle, aren't we? So we can start to then just come into that being, start to, just become centered with our breath and just start to really become present in whatever it is that we're doing because then there's no place that we need to be there's no place that we need to get to we can just be there and be in that release and then experience that which then becomes the embodying of it which then allows us to be in that release then when we've had that release move on to that flow state does that answer it? Absolutely. That's a that, that's, yeah, that's a long like, answer for just saying release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, uh, I'm gonna ask the people: Are you meditating just five minutes a day, or are you meditating throughout the whole mm, day? Exactly. Right, because it's like it's about carrying that that micro flow with you throughout these experiences and carrying presence with you rather than being present for one mm. moment. And that's what me and Cody really, really advise to the people listening right now is that oh, how are you, instead of logicalizing and creating all these steps for getting into release, it's like actually feel that, embody that, be able to let it go, um, which is easier said than done, obviously. Mm. Um, but absolutely. Um, so what would you say are some staple rituals for yourself that you use on the daily or on the go or 
you have some very staple rituals like morning rituals or evening rituals or just rituals in general that you keep coming back to and repeating for yourself and for your clients? Hmm. There are there are certain rituals that you can start to do in terms of meditating, journaling, exercising. There's going to be something specific for you that's going to create a ritual, which is just a daily discipline that you commit to, which is going to allow you to go through whatever the specific uh, aspect of the flow cycle that you actually really need to work on. So if, it, if you need to work on release, then it's like, right, well, how can we create a ritual around actually releasing each day? Is that meditating? Is that journaling? What is that for you? Once we understand the individual, we can start to go, all right, this is going to be the number one ritual for you that's going to give you the most bang for your buck, which is going to allow you to actually get into flow more often. Now, there, there's no, I, I say there's no blanket statements in terms of the people uh, and their ritual that they should do. It's just understanding them as an individual again and bringing it back to that and going, all right, well, this is the thing that you're struggling with. Are you struggling with the struggle? Okay, let's actually have a look at that. Let's have a look at your relationship with the struggle and let's create a, uh, a ritual around that. Let's actually start the planning the night before so that we can instantly start the next day in getting into a release or we have the release through our sleep so that when we get up, we can start to instantly get into that flow because we've already done that phase. It just depends on where people are at. What I always suggest is creating a ritual which is specific to exactly where you're at, specific to exactly what you're struggling with, and then just commit to that deliberate, deliberate daily discipline of doing it regardless of what happens. Because if you commit to that, it's going to create the foundation for you being able to get into flow in every other area. There's no quick fixes. There is some discipline required to do something daily for us to be able to experience flow much more regularly. So, yeah. Yeah, that Kaizen approach. Awesome, man. I love that. Daily incremental steps towards that that big like flow state either or get out of struggle or, or, or release. I love how you're giving activities for each mm. one. Uh, I really like that. So do you have a staple one that you keep coming back to yourself, Cody? Yeah, my one is just meditation. Every single day I will meditate because it just allows me to just start to become present. What I realized was I, I, used, I used to always be like, oh, yeah, I'll meditate tomorrow. It'll be fine. And what I realized was when I was when I was doing better than I ever was, I was meditating every day. And I also noticed that I could do, I could have the same output on a day if I meditated for five minutes and I could get two hours less sleep than any other day and still perform the same so long as I did my five minutes meditation. So for me, it just came down to an ROI. It's like invest five minutes to be able to get an hour and 55 minutes back, it was just a no-brainer in that instance. And that became my number one my number one daily ritual to do every day regardless. Because I can, it's one of those ones that I can do every day. And what that then allows me, that meditation allows me to actually focus on that release. Because my, my genetic predominance is just to want to go, 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 go. So if I can create that ritual around, all right, well, if I release that has a dramatic impact on every other area, then that becomes my focus. And I can instantly quote, I can, I can convince myself at the same time by saying, well, look at the ROI of it. So. That's amazing, man. I love, yeah, that's great. I love meditation myself. I have a, uh, a meditation practice that I keep. I love listening to binaural beats as well. So good. Like that's something that I keep coming back to. So 
expanding my brain waves, as you were mentioning beta brain waves, like I love listening to gamma and like eight hertz, which is the flow state, the perfect alpha theta bridge. Yeah, yeah I love it, man. Um, so what really helps you to, I, I know you said you, you're go, 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 right? You're already like that, but what helps you optimize and be a maximizer and like stretch and like be able to strive better each day for you and your clients? Like, what is that drive for you? That drive for me would be just bringing it back to like the top neurological level. It's like, well, what's the purpose of it all? Is it really just about me? Or is it about what's the impact that I'm going to have? Is it about the legacy that I'm going to create? Because if I focus on it being about me, then I probably will sell out and then I'll just commit to doing other things. It's like, oh, I can do this thing. I'm going to commit to my training 100% rather than the impact that I can potentially have by creating flow for other people. So when, when I think about that, mm-hmm. it's like the way that I'm going to have the most impact is focusing on how I'm actually going to have the most impact, doing the things that's going to allow me to have the most impact. And then when I do that, when I focus on that, that creates this drive for me. It's not even drive. It creates this this automatic uh, focus on what I want to create, which is like one of the foundations of flow that I talk about. It's having that focus on the thing you actually want to do. If you don't actually know where you are and you don't know where you want to get to or the impact that you want to have, then you're just basically flailing in the wind. When we have this purpose that we actually learn about what our purpose is in life, then we can actually create a measurement. Am I actually working towards that today? And if I'm not, awesome, then that's just a feedback mechanism so I can then focus on that. When I create that being the predominant lens through which I see my entire day, then my life becomes an expression of that purpose inherently. It's not something that I need to go, all right, well, I need to to double down on this. It's like, all right, well, my lens is the legacy that I'm going to create. If I filter everything through that, then my life just becomes the expression of that. So it comes back to that purpose. And then the the number one thing people will say is, well, I don't know my purpose. What do I do then? It's like, well, then find your purpose. Go, Go do a course on finding your purpose. Do that. Actually talk to people and find out what the common themes have been throughout your life because your purpose is not really something that you create. It's something that you remember that's always actually been there. When you actually remember what your purpose is and if you go on to a soul level and start to talk about that, and it's like it just becomes something which is so obvious, which has always been there. It's actually just taking the time to actually look for that and actually go through the process of meditating on that or trying to get in a flow based on that. It just comes back to all of the principles that we talk about and it also then feeds into itself each each time that you start to look into it. So finding that purpose if you don't have it or just creating that focus of your life being the expression of your purpose. So I love that, man. I love how impact-driven you are. And yeah, I, I really appreciate the fact that you mentioned that word purpose because it really comes, that's what it comes down mm-hmm. to, right? And actually, Stephen Kotler from the Flow Genome Project, like he has this process for you guys to find out your purpose. Um, and I'm not going to reveal too much of it today, but basically it starts with curiosity. It goes to your passion. And then it's about like what does your passion, what global issue does your passion solve? Mm. So really, as you go through this process that he offers you, 
um, you really get to the bottom of it, like what is your purpose. So yeah, if you're struggling with that, like definitely check out some of his work. He has a lot of interesting, uh, you know, experiences about flow and him having, you know, Lyme disease and like overcoming it through surfing and things like that. It's an incredible story. So if you guys haven't checked out uh, Stephen Kotler's work, like definitely check that out. Um, Cody, so tell me a little bit about um, this this level of consciousness attached to flow. Like what, what would you say that a lot of people are missing now in terms of their level of consciousness and how can they expand their consciousness? So when we think about someone's level of consciousness, it's ultimately the same thing as just their level of conditioning. So if they're buying into all of these society, societal beliefs and societal conditioning, then their level of consciousness is quite low. They're just not aware of what's going on. They're not conscious of things that are going on in the room around them. They're just completely oblivious to all of these things which are going on. Now, one of the things that we start to look at when we're starting to get into flow and starting to, uh, when my clients come to me, it's just like, right, I want you to start to actually become aware of where you're actually in flow already throughout the day because you're already getting into some element of flow throughout the day. You're just completely unaware of it and you're discounting it. You're going, oh, well, I like doing this. And it's like, okay, well, let's, let's have a look at the measurement tool. Does it match the four components of flow? Yes, it does. Oh, okay, cool. Well, you're already getting in flow. It's just about creating that being more aspects of your life. So what we start to look at is our, our level of consciousness is basically just our level of conditioning. The conditioning drops our level of consciousness down, whether we're aware of it or not, just depends how conscious you are, right? What we can start to then do is start to go, all right, well, if you've got a low level of consciousness, if you're just not aware of many things that are going on in your life, well, then that dramatically lowers your ability to able to get into flow because you're not even aware whether you're in it or not. You're not aware of which stage that you're at in the, in the phases of flow or the flow cycle. When you create that awareness of certain things and you start to learn more about that, you can start to determine how to be able to get into that more regularly. So when we, when, when we look at that on a, on a left brain component, that's what we start to talk about. When we start to talk into the, the level of consciousness on a spiritual level, then it's a completely different conversation. It's a conversation around, all right, well, how, how aware are you of your traumas? But then also, all right, well, what is consciousness on a spiritual conversation? It's a completely different conversation, right? Because consciousness is everything. It's the awareness of everything. Then we start to go into completely different conversations around two different things. And what we, what we can start to become aware of is the, the consciousness that we look at on a, on a spiritual level is the fact that we are aware of our existence to starters. And that awareness of that mm. awareness then becomes part of the conversation of starting to get into those spiritual conversations around consciousness. We become aware that we're aware or we become conscious mm. that we're conscious, which then creates this paradoxical nature of our experience. Then we start to experience the experience that we're experiencing. And then we can start to look at collapsing certain beliefs by going down that pathway as well, because we're no longer in the duality of life because then it's just the experience that we're experiencing. It's neither right nor wrong or good nor bad. It's just the experience we're experiencing. We've stepped out of this, this experience of duality. We've stepped, we've stepped into this high level of consciousness of this experience, which is then can be coined flow. So, yeah, again, a very long answer. Right. 
<laughs> I love it, man. We're going deep here. So, yeah, we're not adding, like, labels to it. Like, we're coming from that base level of neutrality, right? It's, like, almost like not being able to attach, like, too much of a storyline or category, but just being able to experience life. And I, I love that, the, the way you explain that, man. Amazing. So, um, I just want to leave the audience with one key thing that they could do each day that will radically shift their experience of getting into flow so do you have one just one thing that everybody could do each day and just radically shift the, their ability to get into peak performance or flow? yeah it would be uh live your life in inquiry and what i mean by that is every every sentence that you finish with a full stop is closed possibility Every sentence that you finish with a question mark is infinite possibility. I think you're on, I'm pretty sure I saw you in the comments this morning on Preston's thing where he talked about um, get your questions answered and then question the answers. And I really love that. That's a perfect, a perfect point to really start to question what our reality truly is love it <laughs> so i would do that every day just start, come from the place of questioning rather than knowing when we come from the place of questioning then we're open to possibility rather than having this belief which is tiny over here that we buy into so coming from the place of questioning will change your life just just that one simple thing on a daily basis amazing awesome man thank you so much cody for being a part of this journey this was an amazing conversation i really appreciate you as a practitioner as a flow coach and yeah just how can people get in contact with you if they, if they want to work with you one-on-one -on -one, or if they want to go through this flow formula this flow journey that you have to offer people best thing to uh, do. yeah um tell me what your plug is <laughs> Yeah, best thing to do would be just to reach out to me on Facebook and start a conversation around it so that we can actually just go through and see if it's actually going to be a good fit for you. There's like different options in terms of um, like programs and things out there. And I work with people in a specific way. And if that aligns with people, then that's perfect. If it's not, then it, I'm more than happy to recommend out to other people just determining what people actually want to get out of their flow experience. So if people are interested in what they do, they can just reach out to me on Facebook they can check me out on Instagram, which is just the coach Cody on Instagram and just reach out and we can start a conversation around it to see if it's a good fit. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this. Stay legendary and may the flow be with you, my friend. Thank you. I really appreciate you allowing me to share with your audience. I really honor anyone who's talking about flow, number one, but then also sharing their audience. I really appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate you for everything you're doing in this space. So thank you. Thank you, man. appreciate you, you as well. It's mutual. All right, man. Take care. May the flow be with you. Bye-bye. Join this next Flow time. Awakening episode. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow at Flowzone Academy on Instagram. That's at F L O Z O N E A C A D E M Y. May the flow be with you and stay legendary. Until next time, Flowmies.